Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rush Hour podcast, hosted by myself, Ami Kamal, and Jay. Jay, are you ready for the Western Conference predictions? This is probably our favorite part of the predictions that we're doing. Yeah, I mean, it is the best conference, and it is the te- uh, the conference uh, stack with talent uh, spread all over different teams. So, really excited to um, give our give our take today. All right, let's do it similar to the previous uh, episode, I guess. What's your, so? What's your thoughts overall on the Western Conference? overall from what we've seen in week one and have you been surprised by any of the teams or or is everything going as expected definitely not as as expected it's been crazy uh, if you look at it so as we're uh, you know sitting here right now we see that the clippers they're three and one uh sitting at the number one spot and then we got the suns the kings the jazz the blazers the spurs the pelicans the warriors the warriors nah this, this is you know what? We got to throw the standing table away here. Like, we got to just toss it out. Like, just please, like ESPN, NBA, everyone who has these reset the season, reset standing the season. tables, reset the season, or just toss the st- standing table out because this is not realistic. This is not what we're going to see at the end of at the end of the season. Uh, to me, like, there, there's no way uh, Phoenix should be number two. There's no way Kings are number three. There's no way the Warriors are even supposed to be in the playoffs. The, 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 this because right now who's not even in the playoff race, the Lakers, the Mavericks, the, the Nuggets, even maybe the, the Rockets, if, if Harden actually stays there for the season. Like, it's, this is unrealistic, right? We got to just throw this thing out. So definitely this, this, this year, uh, early into the season, uh, has been full of surprises, a bit mixed, with, mixed in with a little bit of disappointment, but definitely uh, not what I, what I was expecting going into uh, the 2021 uh, season. So I guess the biggest question is, who do we have for the lock to lock the number one seed? Oh, oh man, number one seed. It's got to be a team that actually cares about the regular season standings and actually cares about getting the number one seed. Last year, I felt maybe the Lakers would care, so that's how uh, it kind of unfolded. But I think for this year, oh, that's tough. You got the. I'm going to say the Lakers again. Oh, really? I'm going to see the Lakers again, um, only because, yeah, they're not even in the playoff race r- right now, currently. But I-, I would I would definitely say the Lakers, because right now, you think about it, they basically had a very, very short offseason. They're not like one of these teams like the, the Atlanta Hawks, where they got like, you know, like seven, eight, nine months off. Uh, they, the Lakers might, might have got like just like two months and change, if that. And because... You know, LeBron being their best player, you know, he's going to be 36 before we wrap up 2020. You know, it's he's getting older. And I understand that there's not maybe too much of a steep decline in his gameplay as of right now. But obviously, you know, we all know that father time is undefeated. So the Lakers, the training staff and LeBron himself are all monitoring the situation and, you know, and also caring about Anthony Davis's injury history and his chances of getting injured. So the fact that they're resting these guys on back-to-backs and there's so many games in so, such a little time might be a bit of an issue for me on saying the Lakers will finish number one. But I just believe that the Lakers just have too much talent. And once they just figure things out with their newly added pieces and the likes of Dennis Schroeder, Montrezl, uh, Marc Gasol, and their, their new... Uh, you know, blossoming young rising stars from last year in that uh, TBT coming off the bench. It's to me, 
they're just too stacked. Like on paper, they're clearly the best team. So I I, I would not be surprised if they finish number one. If they don't finish number one and some random team finish number one, uh, I'm going to be very, very surprised. So I'm going to disagree with you and I'm going with the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Just hear me out for a second. Just hear me out for a second. I think mainly because they have, I feel like they have some on like some business that they need to take care of. And uh, I know they've been with a rough start, obviously getting smacked by the by the Dallas Mavericks by 50 points by the halftime. But I just think that they're, <laughs> they're going to be taking it more seriously. Uh, I don't want to say the Lakers because I think that they will be resting uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis on back-to-backs. Not to say that the Clippers won't do that with Kawhi, but I think Kawhi will make effort to attend more back-to-back nights. And uh, the addition of... Okay. Serge Ibaka, and they still have Zubash coming off the bench. And uh, not to mention Marcus Morris is still injured. I know they signed him for a four-year ridiculous $64 million contract, but I just think that they also have the continuity of uh, players. They still have Reggie Jackson. They still have Lou Williams. Yeah, they lost uh, Harrell, but I think that them having less new pieces and uh, in addition of uh, a new coach, Ty Lue, I just think that they're they're going to find a way to squeeze the most wins in the West and they'll be able to lock in that first seed. With that being said, obviously my, second seed, obviously my second seed is going to be the Lakers. So who do you have for second okay. seed up to fourth seed to, to, to lock in the home, home court advantage? Home court advantage. I won't know the exact order, but I would say two, three, four. The Nuggets are going to be in there. Uh, I understand they're, they're one and three right now. They're, no, no, they're, don't worry, guys. Nuggets fans, don't worry. You you guys are gonna get home court. That's a lock. Uh, the Lakers, we, I, I've I've already established that they're my number one, so that's that's a lock. Since I gave I, you my second, let, let me toss in my third. I got the Nuggets as my third. That team is too deep, man. I got I got to stick with the Nuggets. Then who you got as, as number four? Then who's the last team getting home court advantage? I was gonna say <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks if Porzingis was healthy, but. I'm sticking with the I'm I'm, I'm saying yeah, the Utah 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 Jazz. Ooh, okay. As my okay. fourth, I I agree with you that the Clippers and the Lakers and the Nuggets will get home court advantage. Uh, you know, maybe the seeding will will play out a little differently from what we are predicting. Uh, Who do you got fourth the season? But the, but the fourth team for home court advantage, to me, this would be an easy answer if if Porzingis was healthy right now. Uh, but we don't know exactly when he's going to come back, so that's a question. And so we both agree that if Porzingis was healthy, Dallas could have made it fourth. Yeah, for sure, okay. for sure. That's there's there's yeah. no doubt in my mind about that. But to me, I would actually say it's a toss-up between Portland and Phoenix for fourth. For fourth, and my only reasoning, but if I if I gotta pick one, I'm gonna say Portland. Um, I'm gonna say Portland uh, as my last team getting home court advantage, uh, only because. Everyone's healthy this year. Everyone's healthy this year. Is Rodney in... back from injury? Yeah, I believe he is. But even if he's not, like, you know, he's not too much of a big liability if he's out because they, they got in guys like uh, Robert Covington. So, and they still yeah. got Mello. Um, yeah. And Derek and, Jones. You know, they got Nurkic back fully healthy. And his canter. Yeah, they got airplane mode there now. So, and then his canter. Yeah, you're right. So, to I don't me, know, I, don't I know believe, if you had a, like, I, you have. Sorry, so I don't have, I don't know if you had an eye on CJ McCollum, but he's he's been going off these first few games. 
I know. I was actually low key thinking of making a trade on fantasy for him, but you know, I, I, to me, there's there's too much of a, a small sample size for CJ for me to make that move because uh, he 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 doesn't necessarily have the Terrence Ross syndrome where he's so inconsistent, uh, inconsistent and unpredictable with his uh, high level of gameplay time and time again. But this season, it might be different. So I'm I'm actually monitoring uh, CJ's uh, stat lines every game that he actually plays, uh, even the one that he's going to play tonight. But to me, I, I believe because you got Dame, you got CJ, you got uh, Rocco, and you got Nurkic, the four key guys to that team, fully healthy and fully operational. I believe that's the reason why that I'm leaning towards Portland uh, Trailblazers getting that last uh, home court advantage spot in the playoffs. All right, let's move on to the fifth seed up to the eighth seed, the remaining teams that are, I wouldn't say locked for the playoffs because the fifth and sixth are locked. Seventh and eighth are going into the plan. So for the fifth, I definitely have to go with the Dallas Mavericks, regardless if Przingis is healthy or not. Uh, I just think that Luka is going to have an MVP season and he's just going to carry them and drag them all the way to the fifth seed, which is, which is not far-fetched from what he did last season because he did manage to get them up to the sixth seed and he had to move down to seventh and back and forth. But uh, I think that by the end of the season, the Dallas Mavericks will have the fifth seed unlock and that might be a wild assumption over the Portland Trailblazers but I'm going to have to put the Portland as six seed and for my seventh seed um, I'm going to have to go with the Phoenix Suns the addition of uh, the addition of Chris Paul with with uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayn uh, I think that they'll definitely have that one unlocked so what's your thoughts on five to six the, the guaranteed playoff teams oh I'm going to say Utah's going to be my fifth seed. Um, I, I believe they're, they're always these teams, uh, these type of teams that just going to make it to the playoffs somehow, some way. Uh, maybe not necessarily getting home court this season, but somehow, some way, they'll figure it out. Uh, they've always done and so in the last uh, few seasons, uh, you know, with a steady Rudy Gobert with his massive deal, uh, Mitchell with his massive deal. And, you know, still having guys like Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench, uh, Mike Conley, who's somewhat becoming more reliable. So I think they'll, they'll for sure be my fifth. My sixth, I would say that, yeah, it would have to be the Suns. I almost said the Spurs, but I think it's going to be the Suns. Only because Booker's hungry this this season. You, know, you can just tell that he's hungry to make it into the playoffs. And Chris Paul, he's not a bum. He's never been a bum. He, he, he's not one of these guys that is not used to seeing some playoff minutes you know, each season that he's played. And so far in his career, all the teams that he's joined on their first season, that team has always been better statistically, uh, even with wins, uh, than the previous season that they had. And I think it'll be by a landslide that the Suns will be a lot better from last year to this year. And with Hayton, um, you know, actually not doing anything stupid and getting suspended for a lot of games, and Booker coming alive more and more with each game. CP developing that chemistry. And they're young guys. Their young guys are really good. Uh, you know, you talk, you look at Bridges, you look at uh, Cam Johnson, uh, even maybe Payne in there. Like, it's, yeah, they got campaign, man. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're coming alive. They're coming alive. So I think Utah and Phoenix for me. Okay, uh, for the seventh and eighth seed, Man, um, for 17, I'm going to have to go with Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans, man. 
this is a huge decision that I have to make because I still haven't said the Houston Rockets and uh, I'm just going to have to go with the New Orleans Pelicans. I think with the with, with Lonzo Ball not, not signing in a deal like the rest of his uh, lottery uh, draft class, I think that he's going to try to get paid and he's definitely going to work on his game. And uh, I think he's going to have a huge impact on the Pelicans. And Zion is going to be Zion, especially with their coach, uh, Van Gundy. He said that there's no limit restrictions with Zion, which is one of the reasons why I also been declining every trade offer you made for Zion on my fantasy. Uh, I think that Zion <laughs> is going gonna, is gonna to keep on continuing, getting those high field goal percentages and rebounds. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with New Orleans Pelicans for my seventh. For my eighth seed, I'm going to have to choose the Houston Rockets. And I'm obviously making a huge assumption that James Harden is not getting traded up until the deadline, at least. So regardless if he does get traded or not by All-Star Weekend, uh, I think that as long as he's there by then, the Houston Rockets will squeeze in that eighth seed. Uh, so who do you have for seventh and eighth? Somehow I think the Spurs are going to make it into the playoffs this year. So I think they're, they'll be my seventh. Either them or the Pelicans. That's that's literally my my seven and eight because I believe the Spurs, Pop, DeRozan, their young guys, and Deontay Murray, Derek White, they just have too much pride. And they know that they barely missed the playoffs last year. But this year, I'm hoping that they, they write a different story so all those Spurs fans can uh, be happy again um, after their you know ridiculous long streak of making the playoffs for like over 20 years in a row or something like that. So I believe the Spurs figure it out. Pelicans, I, I believe they'll also figure it out and, and squeeze in as well because they're low-key stacked. I mean, you look at guys like what Steven Adams, Zion, Ingram, Reddick, Ball, like that's a solid five. Like that's a solid their bench. Like their bench is, is is solid enough. And not where, to mention, you know, I think they'll have two two all-stars from that team with Zion and Ingram. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And and I, I think regardless of seating, regardless of seating. And to me, it's unfortunate, but um, Grizzlies. Yeah. As much as, you know, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of jaw. I, I just don't think that they'll, they'll have what it takes to, to, to get in uh, to seven or eight. And, and not to mention his, much, his sprained ankle. So he's out for the next five weeks or so. And as, as much as I want to see John Wall and Boogie uh, come back from their injury and play well, I just don't think that they'll have enough because, Wes, we know, like, it's tough. I mean, it's super stacked. Like, yeah. n- usually, no matter who you're facing, you're, you're, you're facing a tough team. You know, unless, unless you're facing, like, you know, the, the, the OKC Thunder or something. But even then, like, you know, they had some – you know, they have some decent players who can maybe have a miraculous night, like uh, Lou Dort the other night having like you know a ridiculous number of threes. I don't know if it was seven, oh, eight, he, or nine. Yeah, he, he shot like five or six. He went off that night. So I mean, like you'll you'll never know if you're gonna get that type of a night from any of those players on OKC. But for the most part, I mean, there's at least like ten teams uh, in the in the West that are deserving of a spot. But you know, unfortunately, only eight are gonna get in. All right, so for the ninth and tenth seed that will make it to the playing tournament, I guess you could say this is irrelevant, but uh, I'm just going to stick with the San Antonio Spurs. And for the tenth seed, man, this is a tough one, man. For the tenth seed, I'm going to have to go with the Golden State Warriors. 
and, uh, and I'm kind of shocked that you completely erased them from your list. Uh, and obviously, for the last the last position, it's uh, it's pretty obvious to OKC, but they they're kind of off to a good start. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say between OKC and Minnesota Timberwolves for the last seed, and the rest just fills in. Uh, yeah. So who do you have for those final two play-in tournaments? Warriors, if they get Dre back sooner than later and they actually start playing better instead of getting outscored by their opponent by like 14 points every night, and I would say I'd say the Rockets for me because I'm under the assumption that Harden's going to get traded. So because I'm under that assumption, that's the reason why I'm not uh, giving them any guaranteed spots in the West to make it in. And the best that they're going to do is uh, have a chance to get in via the playing game. So to me, yeah, because Harden, you don't do all those things uh, to not get traded. Uh, you're basically asking your boss to, to send you off somewhere because your current location, your current office isn't working for you. Yeah. And so if you're that disgruntled and you're making that much of a scene as often as he is, yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go. Like just make a deal already, get, get rid of him, bring in some assets back and, you know, try to see if you can have something with uh, two t- two Kentucky boys and uh, Boogie and John Wall. I mean, who knows? If even one of them turns into like a – turns it's back somewhat, into being like – Somewhat a, of what they were in the past. Just somewhat of what they were in the past. And maybe if even one of them becomes an all-star, that's that's enough. Like that's a huge win. That's a huge win. Yeah. So and Let's not forget the that, addition of Christian Wood. He's been having a great start so far. Oh, yeah. 20, he's, he's saw the 20 and 10 very, He's very underrated. I, I think his numbers might go down a bit uh, when Boogie and Wall comes back. But uh, so far, he, he's, he's shown that he's more than capable of being, um, you know, the the running mate to uh, James Harden. So good on him. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely see what's going to happen. Uh, we're off to a great start so far. I think this season is going to be very interesting, man. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. But... Just, it, it feels like every night is a surprising night. We, we don't know what to expect, you know? So I guess that's a wrap for the Western Conference predictions for the 2021 season. Jay, it's been a great episode. Looking forward to the next one, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Cheers. Yeah, we'll catch you guys next time.